0: We'd like to welcome you to our Emergency Freedom Alerts for March 13th, 2023. Uh, Today, the bulk of the study is going to be regarding the whole thing that's going on with the banks now, um, and the possible ramifications of, uh, it's actually up to three bank failures right now. And so we're gonna be kind of looking at that, and. Before we get into that, and then other stuff, if I can uh, get to it, other current events. Before we get to that, I want to kind of set the tone, though. And these are Bible verses about finances, giving, and God's protection. Now, if you go up on the internet and you search, there's a website that will typically come up. And I I always put in KJV Bible verses, in this case, finances. Okay, So I did did a, a keyword search for that. Okay, so I just looked it up, and it's um, www.kingjamesbibleonline.org. Now, most likely, I mean, I don't use the the main search engines because of the Big Brother factor. Not to say these are perfect, but, like, the one I'm using right now is called OneSearch. And there's other ones out there. They're, they are better, but still, it's when it comes to finding out truth right now on the Internet, I mean, it is, it is getting to the point where... I mean you're not going to find it on youtube unless you know exactly where the video is if it hasn't already been removed you're if you try to use search engines typically that's going to be a very you know bad thing you're you're not going to be able to find what you're trying to look for it used to be wasn't even that long ago um you know you could actually go on a lot of these alternative search engines and really find a lot of of truth now with the ai with the way they're sanitizing the internet, it's very very hard to find that. Um, but anyway, even even standard search engines, I think you'll find this. And I do I did like KJB. You always have to do KJV Bible verses, and then you can just put in, in this case, finances or giving or whatever topic you're looking for, and they'll typically have a page on it. This this um, King James Bible Online.org um give you a whole bunch of king james bible verses on this so i just wanted to let my listeners know about that because it's a tremendous now as far as doing research i like blue letter bible dot O-R-G. blue letter bible one word dot O-R-G. and that's the one i always use uh, you can search for uh keywords and uh, if you know if you could just remember like two words from a verse a lot of times that's all you're going to need you just key it in on their homepage, and uh there's it says search the bible and it typically by default it's always king james um and you search it and it'll tell you where where that is that's what i do a lot of times when i'm even doing a study and a bible verse comes into my head and i don't know exactly where it's at i'll just i'll 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 put two or three words that i know of the more words the better because it's going to search the whole bible pretty much instantaneously and if it's two common words you might have like 500 verses so you're that's not like what you want you want to try to get you know that narrowed down as much as you possibly can and then they've got all like the um like the strong's concordance uh In lexicon and things there's even commentaries on specific chapters and verses it's all free but it's the one i've used for years so um then i guess since i'm on the subject if you want to know about um let's say it's an, an archaic word and meaning it's a word that we don't use a lot much anymore uh which were the king james bible um The version that we have, I believe, is the 1769, either Oxford or Cambridge. It's the revision that we have. You're not reading a 1611 King James Bible unless you really know how to read Old English. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to you. Uh, And this one is 1828.M, the letter M, Schaefer, one word, M-S-H-A-F-F-E-R, com or just probably if you just key in noah webster 1828 online dictionary because that's what this is noah webster 1828 which is what this does is it defines the words of the king james bible in the time period in which the revision came out which was 1769 either oxford or cambridge it's not another translation it's just a revision it's more the updating the words to more modern day English so you can understand them, and that was the last one. That, the, the, that's the last revision of the King James that's come out. So, anyway, th- there's that as well. There's probably other versions up there. Th- and these are all free. These are all online free. Can make a world of difference, um, saving so much time if you just have those few things that I told you about. Okay, if you're studying the Bible. Okay, so uh these are just i want to set the tone today because the tone right now is panic the tone right now is you know run around like a chicken with your head cut off or with your hair on fire and the walls are closing in and we're all gonna die and you know we're gonna die tomorrow it's panic mode so regarding these bank closures now nothing may come of this this the, the the corrupt wicked illuminati government, may may just have been doing this as a beta test. They may have wanted to gauge public reaction. So let me just preface everything by saying that, okay? I'm not saying the sky is falling. I'm not saying that everything is gonna collapse tomorrow like a lot of people are kind of strongly indicating. Now you will hear that in the study today. You will hear what they're saying. I'm just telling you, um let's look at this always through a biblical lens um god is not the author of confusion he has not given us a spirit of fear uh but i have been telling my listeners for at this point decades um well okay let's say 17 years here thereabouts yeah about 17 um, I have been telling my listeners for a long time, you know, uh, regarding preparing, the Bible says, you know, consider the ant, you know, he gathers his food and harvest, so he has plenty to eat in winter, that's a paraphrase. Um, a lot of different Bible verses on preparing, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, the simple pass on and are punished, um, we're supposed, as, particularly as men, or if you're the head of the household, you're supposed to provide for your own family, we uh, there's a lot of wisdom in revelation regarding the famine that will be part of the book of revelation in particular um regarding the judgments that are coming but that's in the seven-year tribulation we're not there yet and i believe that would be mostly occurring in the second half of the seven-year tribulation so um Just looking at things through a biblical lens. We want to do that. So the Bible says in Luke six thirty eight, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, running over, men shall give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, meaning the same measure you give, with all it shall be measured to you again. Now, I do believe that this can have a, a meaning of it can happen in this life, but a lot of this is also potentially in the next life, you know rewards and things of this nature okay as like a saved christian so um then we've uh we've got proverbs 22 7 the rich ruleth over the poor we see a lot of that now more probably than ever and the borrower is servant to the lender so um i've always taught or tried to emphasize to my listeners you know not to be in debt Whenever at all possible, because I don't see any Bible for being in debt. I don't see any Bible for mortgages, and um, I'm not saying I haven't been there before. I'm not saying I'm not condemning my listeners, or I've made all those same choices in the past. Uh, not now, uh, but I have. So I'm not being Mr. Sanctimonious and saying, "Oh, you know, you know, I'm holier than thou" type of thing. Uh, but the borrower's servant to the lender and that can be with credit cards that can be with mortgages that can be you know mort mort gauge the, the word you know mort is where we get the word mortuary or mortality or mortician means death gauge contract so it's not a real good set of words to combine together it's like a death contract uh, now for biblical based financial advice and i would say see the the uh it's called the ramsey show uh david ramsey and um it, it's it's a good super i mean if you listen to that show if you're having problems with with finances and you're trying to get out of debt and you're trying to be more biblically minded regarding this this is a great show to watch or to have playing if you want to get your financial house in order now you know the world the world could implode tomorrow and it's a little bit <laughs> a moot point to be quite honest i mean it kind of is i mean so i'm just saying though i don't know how much time that that we've got left at this point but you know it, it is something that to to think about so i'm just going to play this brief trailer from the ramsey show um and just to kind of give you a little bit of idea of like i think they take a lot of calls from people they're coming in and they're like hey dave i'm like you know 100000 in debt or 30000 in credit card debt or whatever, or school loans, stuff like that. How do I get out? Of, how do I take control of my finance? All, all this stuff. So,
1: Katie's with us in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Katie. How are you?
2: Yes, I'm good. How are you? Great. How can we help? So I'm $27,000 in credit card debt. I had $10 left the day I got paid. Okay. You have to radically do something different, because if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting.
1: Normal is broke and scared. Normal sucks.
3: Now is not the time to be doing math. The time to be doing math was when we didn't go into $200,000 in debt.
0: He didn't you- say math. He said math. The time to do the math was when, you know, you, were, you, you weren't 200000 in
3: debt.
4: Worth being well, and you're worth not being anxious and panicked all the time. And most of that starts with intentionality.
5: You have talent, you have experience to offer. I mean, dude, we're talking fresh start. Imagine how that would feel. You see all
0: these- I guess he's got a whole host of people that talk. Um I thought it was just him, but I guess he's got a whole panel of people that, that are like make up this the Ramsey show
1: stories and it's so inspiring it takes work yes. takes effort but you can get there do what you gotta
0: do now, but- i'm not 100 sure where he stands theologically so i'm not this is not what this is about this is literally going up there and just gleaning regarding the financial advice. to be quite honest though i've never heard him really say now i don't i haven't listened to him a ton but i have listened to him some i haven't really heard him say anything unscriptural or unbiblical uh, this is like all they do is this one thing and so i I feel like they're far greater experts in this particular subject than than i'll ever be because it's all they do all day long
4: do it debt free george gives worthless advice the absolute worst of all ramsey personalities
1: what's scary is i'm just giving the advice you would have given so what does that say about you (laughs) this is your house
0: one of the commentators of it
1: speech yes. okay it's halftime and you're behind ten dollars is not okay Leftover. that's $10. the definition of terror when you're by yourself
2: if you are freaked out and you're stuck in these debt payments and you think it has to be part of your
4: life it doesn't
1: now you promise me you'll do this stuff if i give it to you free that's well if you don't do it i'm gonna kick your butt okay
0: <laughs> i think he's got programs that you can purchase um but like you can listen to all these shows like this this ramsey show Um, this is like the highlights or whatever and they're they're all for free. (laughs)
6: Okay,
2: deal. I want you to laugh. I want you to have hope, all of that, but I also just want you to learn because that's why
6: we're here. Ignorance was bliss until they got the advice from us and they went, I know too much. I know what I got to do now.
4: I always want listeners to come away with a sense of power over their situation. Nobody else in my life listens to me,
5: but they do that's what i hope they come away with enlightenment and confidence that's what i want from people if you are willing to push through you can find a way through any situation live The way that I was, they
0: were all saying live debt free which i mean it's very biblical <laughs> okay that is like no-brainer biblical stuff here that we're dealing with was a threat to my kids nobody threatens my kids. you intentional. <laughs> well, what he was saying is that my basically the position I had put myself in by getting in debt up to my eyeballs was threatening my kids. And he says nobody threatens my kids. So he's looking at it through a different lens than most likely he was before evidently.
3: Say what? Intentional
1: is the word yeah. for sure. You have to be disciplined and
3: intentional. Yeah. Why well, I keep coming to work. <laughs>
0: So anyway, I give you the link there. You can just go up, um, can Dave Dave Ramsey in YouTube or the Ramsey Show, R A M S E Y, is how it's spelled. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, and it's also really good even for like um, unsaved people. It's it's a good way. It, it would be a good way to kind of introduce them to these biblical principles. You never know how. Somebody may come to the Lord. Um, like when I did my the 14th City tour on the avion flu, I was able to give that, although I put a ton of Bible in there, I gave that to a lot of unsafe people. And I didn't have anybody coming back to me offended. They they were saying, oh, how dare you you shove that down. I was just showing them biblical principles, kind of like Dave Ramsey is, within the study itself that was very i tried to make it very very uh, provable scientifically regarding h5n1 avian flu and it was a great icebreaker current events like this like what we're covering today can be a tremendous icebreaker um to eventually present the gospel you know which is the most you know important thing and, and again if you're not saved listening to this go to contending contendingfortruth.com And there's a tab up there um, on the right-hand side. I believe it says uh, True Salvation. Yeah. And it's a series of studies I've done on just leading people to the Lord and what you should do after that and what to expect and overcoming and bearing the cross of Christ and baptism and the Lord's Supper and all that stuff. So that's the most important tab on the website. Everything is for free on the website. Um, I'm going to try to streamline the, uh, email list because it says right now, if you go up there and join, it says health updates and Christian. I'm not doing that anymore, but it's above my pay grade. I've got to get my webmaster involved here because I have to tie that in with the email, the, uh, email service that I'm using and it's complicated and I don't know how to do it. So... (laughs) i'm going to try to streamline that and just have one list and I, I i know a lot of people have said i'm not getting your emails anymore i do think my emails have been targeted but um maybe if i can get this thing streamlined a little bit more it, it, i don't know if it's dropping people or or what but hopefully get that updated here pretty soon all right so um and i kind of went off tangent there uh all right, next verse, Luke 16, 11, if therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, meaning unrighteous mammon, mammon's considered typically like money and things of this nature, in the unrighteous mammon, which would be considered like money that we have. I mean, especially in America, like where the mon- the dollar's backed by nothing, by- backed by thin air, okay? Okay. Um, if you therefore have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon who will commit to you who will commit to your trust the true riches so it's very much tied in with a lot of things um with our spiritual walk in a way you know how do you handle uh, what god has given you you know how how are you are you being a good steward over things are you taking care are, are you are you um being diligent with your finances, are you being um, detail oriented? Um, are you in debt up to your eyeballs? And or are you actually out of debt in in working toward to get at least out of debt in, in trying to move in a in a good direction? I mean, god God knows your heart and everything. Um and again, I'm not coming down on anybody, I'm not condemning anybody. I get it, I've been there, done it the whole nine yards. Um but it's it's a biblical principle. Here that we're looking at. Proverbs 19:17. He that hath pity on the poor lendeth unto the Lord. And that which he had given will he pay him again. Now, again, that might not come until after, on the other side of eternity. Um, but or it may come in this life. But there's also a lot of scriptural principles of of giving and God uh sustaining you and protecting you as well, okay, in this life. And we're going to look at those. Uh, Ephesians 4.28. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, meaning let him work, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may be able to give to him that needeth. So a lot of times God wants you in this position so you can give to him that needeth. I mean, if you're dead up to your eyeballs, how are you supposed to give? I mean, Taylor and I were just having that uh, discussion and and, um, we both, I mean, can 100% confirm. That if we get behind on our giving back to the Lord, and I'm not talking about an old the Old Testament Levitical tithe. Okay, I've done a whole teaching on that. Um, and it's the Old Testament Levitical tithe and compared to New Testament giving. All right. And um it's a whole study I've done on that. That well, I, I guess I'll put it in here if in, in the PDF for this day, just so you have it. Okay. I just added that into the PDF for this date. It'll be, uh, March 13th, 2023. And, um, again, there's just like, I don't know, I think over 2000 audios It might be 3000 at this point. I don't know. Um, at contendingfortruth.com and with corresponding PDFs that lay it all out, customized for every study, um, all free, all up on the website, uh, I'm not going to get into all the the stuff i talked about i give you the link there or just key in tithe at contendingfortruth.com you'll find this first thing that comes up but it's new testament giving compared to old testament levitical tithe and we, we get into that subject now one of the verses that's that i cover in there and i'll just say this one particular set of verses um is uh second corinthians 9 1. it says for as touching the ministering to the saints it is superfluous for me to write to you but i say this he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly and he which soweth bountifully <clears throat> now when you sow you sow a seed okay now, i don't want to get all benny Hinn on you and all that other stuff but it's like the whole concept of you plant a seed in the ground and the seed grows much bigger than the original seed that you planted in the ground that is scriptural it's just the televangelists and these types of people use it for greed of gain in order for you to you know send them all your money or as much as they can squeeze out of you um fleecing the flock so to speak anyway um every man according to as he okay so he which so bountifully shall also reap bountifully every man according as he has purposed in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for God, love of the cheerful giver. Now that to me is the essence of the old Testament or the new Testament Levitical giving guidelines. The, these are the verses that I'm covering are that, but every man, according as he is purposed in his heart. Now for some that may be, you know, maybe all they can afford is a, is a very tiny, tiny, whatever. All I'm telling you is if I don't do this, if Taylor doesn't do it, We don't keep up with this. And I think it's because God will chasten you regarding this subject. Whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And if you you be without chastisement, then you're bastards. Meaning an an illegitimate son. Um, Chasteneth meaning disciplining like you spank a child type of thing. So this is just scriptural. Uh, We've both noticed that if we don't do this, our finances all of a sudden start going sideways you know and sometimes it's not even that you're like trying to like hold back on god you just forget i mean life's so complicated there's just so much stuff going on all the time um that it's tough to i mean i have lists i live by lists and i mean i've done this since the 90s i have an organizer i carry with me and it's it's got a flap on the cover and i just and that's my all my current list of all the stuff I've gotta get done. And some of it's been in there for months, some of the stuff on my list has been like more long term, and then some of it I'll I'll have done the same day. But it's always there and that's how I live. That's how I've lived for a long time. And I highly recommend it because I I mean I couldn't remember it all in my head. Um, <clears throat> but every man according as he hath purposed it in his heart. Now in this regard, you know, the Holy Spirit conviction to the heart type of thing. Um, So let him give, not grudgingly. It doesn't say every man according as he, uh, every man shall give 10% like they did in the Old Testament. And that's just the way it is. Okay. We're not there anymore. For some people it's less than 10. For some people it's more than 10. It just depends on the person. It depends how the Holy Spirit is convicting you. That's what you do. Um, God loveth the cheerful giver, so that's how you should give in a cheerful way. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work, as it is written, He hath dispersed abroad, He hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower both minister bread for your food. And multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So there's that, those set of verses. And that's really the essence of New Testament giving, not the Old Testament Levitical tithe. That set of verses right there. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so next verse, uh, Acts 20, 35. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak. So it talks a lot about the weak. Um, the Bible says true religion is this, you know, basically giving to and supporting the widows and the orphans and things of this nature, the weak, the poor. Um, I've showed unto you these things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than receive. First uh, Timothy, really 6.10, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Which, while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and have pierced themselves through with many stars. Money takes on the personality of the possessor. So if you're greedy of gain and out for me, me, me and and covetous, well, yeah, love is the the root of all the good. But you could have a wealthy person who does righteous things with their money. You know that's a biblical concept, and and it's take that money is neither good nor evil. It's taken on the personality of the possessor. Now I know you could say, well, it's not backed by anything, and there's a, a truncated pyramid on the back of the one dollar bill. The all see an eye of, of Horus, and it says a new uh, a new um, okay a new coeptus novus odor secorum around the truncated pyramid, um, which means announcing the birth of the new world order. Yeah, I get all that. I'm not saying that's not all true. I've covered that all. I'm just talking about in general. Okay. Let's say you're just dealing with silver or gold or something. The the silver or gold could be used for evil, wicked things, or they could be used for righteous things. So it takes on the personality of the possessor or the giver. Okay. So. Then Philippians 419, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Proverbs 1322, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. So these are all biblical concepts. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So that's a biblical concept. In the Old Testament, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall be burst out with new wine. So, when you honor the Lord with their substance and with the first fruit of your increase, you know, the Lord promises blessings. Proverbs 21, 20. There is a treasure to be desired, and oil in the dwelling of the wise. Okay, so there's an, an example of treasure in the dwelling of the wise. It doesn't say the wise is wicked. It says there's treasure there. Now, I understand that the, the Bible says, you know, a lot of uh, of things about, like, the rich man and him trusting in his riches and his viewing his riches as his high tower. And then, you know, you get the rich man and Lazarus. That's story in the Bible. And Jesus saying it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I think that verse is a little more complicated um, than on its just face surface. But because um, you could do probably a small study in that one verse but um those are just biblical concepts okay so there is a treasure to be desired in oil in the dwelling of the wise but a foolish man spendeth it up so that's why a lot of people are in tons and tons of debt because they're spending it all up and they've been sent credit cards they've been extended credit which is really a trap to get you into debt and um you know they don't own anything they're they're in a mortgage they're in tons of car payments they're in tons of credit card debt and that's the norm i'm convinced that is the norm for most americans uh, the vast majority and that's exactly where satan would want you in absolute total bondage and again if they were to collapse the economy and you've got nothing to fall back on and you're dead up to your eyeballs um you know they're going to offer you a probably some type of satanic remedy they're trying to bring us most likely if this bank thing it's a matter of time before the banks fail if it's this time or if it's a time in the near future or a time whenever however many years from now ultimately it will be to bring you into total servitude and bondage to them um re- really with the CBDCs, is this C- uh, central digital bank currency or whatever it's called uh, which is the whole concept of blockchain and cryptocurrency and all that. You have to have that form of currency in order to have a mark of the beast. This is why I've never recommended crypto or Bitcoin or anything like that, never. Because I realized early on that I'm like, you. Ha- this is the exact concept that you need, which is nothing coinage, nothing paper. It's all digital. They can, The government can take it away from you and give it to you as they deem fit. They can totally control you in that system, which is exactly what you have to have in order to have the mark of the beast, where you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade when you take the mark on the right hand of the forehead. It's all going to be your bank account and everything's going to be through that mark, which will be like some type of CBDC, will be some type of digital currency. So this is why I've been so against it. Going further here, uh, Haggai two eight. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, sayeth the Lord of hosts. God doesn't say the silver is wicked and the gold is wicked. Now I understand that it, it, they'll say, "Oh, what about the Bible verse of Revelation where they'll cast their gold and their silver aside?" And, and you know, yeah, the the people that were trusting in it and and were you know carnal, unsaved, godless, yeah. That is going to happen. They're also going to hide themselves in the mountains and pray for the mountains to fall on them, you know, to hide from the Lord Jesus Christ, essentially. So, um, but gold and silver in and of themselves are a righteous method of currency and has been from antiquity. Okay. Do people covet the gold and silver, the love of money? Yeah. Yeah, people killed over, yeah, 100%. But it doesn't, it, again, it takes on the personality of the possessor. And it's a whole lot more honest than this fiat, meaning fake, garbage, uh, American currency, and pretty much all the currencies around the globe, most of them, that it's backed by nothing, thin air. There's nothing backing it. Uh, going further, Luke 12, 15, and he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness. You're coveting. I want that. I want that. Mine, mind. For a man's life consisteth not of the abundance of things which he possesseth. Yeah, well, it shouldn't consist of that, but... Um, I remember my friend Jerry used to... High school. He was... They were kind of from a more richer family. But, um... Yeah, they were rough, though. But uh, he had this black Corvette he drove around. It, he had a bumper sticker on it, and it said, He who dies with the most toys wins. And I've never... I, I mean, it was prevalent at the time. I've never forgot that bumper sticker. There, I got a, I got a neighbor kind of catty corner across the the road here, and the guy's got every kind of car and boat, and it's like he just buys stuff and just leaves it to rot in his yard. He's got, he's got a uh, buses and uh, RVs and boats and cars and all kind of. Most of it's like fancy and in the the house itself in that whole thing is just kind of a mess and a wreck and doesn't look like he's ever cleaned up and i'm like thinking what kind of mind state do you have to be in to do what you're doing dude because you're i don't know what you're thinking but it is messed up whatever your thinking process is and every time i try by there, that bumper sticker comes into my head he who dies with the most toys wins it's it's the exact i mean it's you know it's obviously a total lie you know you can't take it with you i mean okay okay you could i guess have a funeral theoretically theoretically you could have this it's a whole that's it's that whole joke about you never saw a hearse with a toe and a u-haul behind it you know what i mean they're going to the cemetery they got the u-haul and then you get you get to the grave and and they lower you into the grave but this time it's a really really big grave we're talking You know, it's huge. It's already been measured predetermined to get all your stuff in the grave with you. So, in this case, the guy would have buses going into the grave and big motorhomes and all of his cars and his boats and his house, maybe. Just just, just bulldoze it into the grave on top of him. And I guess, yeah, he took it with him. Now, he didn't take it. Most likely, he went to hell, obviously. Um, Didn't take it to hellfire. Um, But... That's as close to taking it with you as I guess you could get. And that's not taking it with you. It's, you know. Anyway. um, So let's go further here. Uh, and Second um, Corinthians 9, eight, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Proverbs 27.23. Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks. And look well to thy herds. Now, you could say, what does that have to do with me? I'm not a sheep farmer or whatever. Like a flock of sheep. Well, your flock may be whatever, or your flock is. I'm not going to say maybe it is whatever God's given you stewardship of. Okay. Because in that particular verse, yeah, it's talking about a shepherd looking at the state and to know the state of his flocks. Maybe to see if there's a wolf on the horizon if there's telltale signs of that looking well to thy herds taking care of what god's in trust and we're all in the same boat in that regard because god's given us all something to be a steward of typically um you know um going further ecclesiastes 519 every man also to whom god have given riches and wealth And hath given him power to eat thereof, and to take his portion, and to rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. Now, this would be to a righteous man, not to a wicked man, but Ecclesiastes 5.19, Solomon writing, Every man also to whom God hath given riches and wealth, and again, this implies a righteous man, hath given him the power to eat thereof, and to take his portion, and to rejoice in his labor. This is a gift of God. So, again, doesn't doesn't speak evil of somebody who is rich and wealthy when they're righteous it's saying it's a gift of god okay so is it the norm no it's not the norm for christians to be rich and wealthy okay i'm just saying it, it can happen obviously psalm 37 25 i've been young and now i'm old yet i have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread and um I think, too, taken in light of all the verses that we just gave you, the person mentioned in this verse, this righteous person, would be doing those things. And that's why seed isn't begging bread. I mean, they're not on the side of the road begging for for food. Okay? Um, so that's why that, that verse kept coming into my mind. When I did all these verses and I added it in. I in fact I added in several verses here that weren't even in the verses on the one webpage I told you about. Okay, so I said all that to set the tone for today's teaching. Now, again, whether this develops and continues to develop and turns into the horrific thing a lot of people are predicting, whether that happens starts to happen in earnest tomorrow, which a lot of people are predicting, I'm not. I'm I'm not saying that that's going to happen in may Uh, as a watchman i felt as though i have to warn my listeners because that's what a watchman does but here's the bottom line if it doesn't happen tomorrow it's going to happen this is part of the plan to get you to give up all your rights and to get under 100 percent control of the illuminati luciferic type of system this is one of the ways this is one of the main ways they will make that happen So whether it occurs today or a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, five years from now, this is part of their plan. And and I've talked a lot about this over the years. All right, so um, top headlines read. Yellen, um, the Treasury Secretary, um, no federal bailout for collapsed Silicon Valley Bank. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said Sunday that the federal government would not bail out the Silicon Valley Bank, but is working to help depositors who are concerned about their money. Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation issues up to $250,000, I guess, per insurer, but many of the companies and wealthy people who use the bank. But we're going to talk about that later, too. Um, Here's the thing. They only have a very, very tiny fraction, though, of the actual cash that's in the bank. Okay? Remember, they can print money out of thin air But if everybody went there to actually get out the cash in any bank, in probably worldwide, you would quickly find out how little cash they truly have on hand. Okay. And we're going to, again, we're going to be looking more at that, more in depth. So, Uh, but many of the companies and wealthy people who use the bank, Known for its relationship with technology startups and venture capital, had more than that amount in their account, meaning more than two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. Wow, that's that's a lot. There are fears that some workers across the country won't receive their paychecks now. These were the initial reports. Okay, another one read, and this is this is what's dominating the headlines right now. Okay, from wine country to London, uh, bank's failure shakes worldwide. Uh, It was called the Silicon Valley Bank, but its collapse is causing shockwaves around the world. From winemakers in California to startups across the Atlantic Ocean, companies are scrambling to figure out how to manage their finances after the bank suddenly shut down Friday. The meltdown means distress not only for businesses, but also for all their workers whose paychecks may get tied up with the chaos. Uh, Satanist California Governor Gavin Newsom, I I added the Satanist part, because that's obvious. Said Saturday that he's talking with the White House to help stabilize the situation as quickly as possible in the entire innovate, innovation ecosystem that has served as a tent pole for our economy. Well, a tent pole is something that like if you think about a circus it's the middle tent pole and if you take that middle tent pole down the whole tent falls. That's what he means. US customers with less than $250,000 in the bank can count on insurance provided by the FDIC. Uh, that's what they're saying. Uh, then another report reads: the market on Friday watched as regulators shut down, shut the doors to Silicon Valley Bank, capping off a speedy decline and marking the biggest bank failure since 2008. The bank's collapse was collapse was a byproduct of the Federal Reserve's hiking of interest rates by 1,700 percent in less than a year. That's what they're saying, but it's, there's way more to it than that. Another. Report read, reads, the government has 48 hours. Billionaire investor Bill Aikman calls on Biden to call, bail out SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, by Monday morning or face catastrophic market meltdown and loss of tens of thousands of jobs. Billionaire hedge manager Bill Aikman is predicting an economic meltdown following the collapse of SVB. Aikman is urging the U.S. government to take action to protect all the bank depositors, fearing there could be a ripple effect across smaller banks. And yeah, he's, he's right uh greg becker the ceo of svb financial group sent a video message to the bank employees acknowledging the bank's incredible incredibly difficult last 48 hours now this just came out and i want to i want to put this in there because by the time you listen to this this might be common knowledge and you're going to say well you were just being you're just talking about the fear factor well i've i've stated right up front that this is probably beta testing and I'm not sure how far they're going to let this go, or if this really is. Again, I've got to. I've got to at least put the information out there to warn my listeners. Though they're saying, update: U.S. regulators took control of a second bank Sunday, and raced to. um, And the second bank was this um, Signature Bank. So they seized, the, and I, I'm going to get into that in a second. They took control of this bank on Sunday and raced to roll out emergency measures to stem potential spillovers from Friday's swift collapse of the Silicon Bank, Valley Bank, backstopping both firms' uninsured depositors and making more funding available to the banking system. The government's bank deposit insurance fund will cover all deposits at the two banks rather than the standard $250,000. Again, they can just print money out of thin air, so, I mean, you know, it's not that hard. For them to do something like this. Which, yes, this could potentially stop that. Now, are you going to ultimately stop it? No. This is just another Band-Aid. Mike Adams was describing the car that is the U.S. economy in this financial system. Like, if you ever saw a car driving down the road, and you, you ever see a car, and they're using one of those real, like those really garbage spare tires the little donut ones just to get them to maybe where they got to go to get the car the tire changed if you've ever seen that he says it's basically like it's like there's four of those on the u.s economy the little donut tires with like you know there's smoke coming out the tailpipe and you know pistons getting ready to go car's about ready to throw a rod uh radiators you know i mean it's just horrible horrible shape This ultimately is not going to stop what is inevitable, which is part of their plan, again, to get us on these CBDCs, okay? This this digital currency. Um, And they'll do it through order out of chaos, which is their motto, okay? And it's also the motto of the 33rd degree Freemason, ordo ab cao in Latin, which means order out of chaos. Um, They create the chaos, and then they give you their version of whatever order They want to bring you. Where they want to bring us is into the new ward order from the old ward order. So then another report reads, uh, Signature Bank in New York has been shut down by the New York State Bank Regulators. It is one of at least 12 banks whose Thursday and Friday stock plunges made it clear the bank was in major trouble. Failed Silicon Valley Bank saw similar stock crashes before it too was seized by banking regulators and what is now... The second largest bank failure in u.s history so no this is conspiracy theory this is all i mean admitted it's headlines uh granted you're probably not going to see a lot about this in the news cycles like if you're watching like nbc nightly news they're not going this is stuff they're going to try to really downplay and sweep under the rug but it is happening um new york banking authorities confirm they have seized signature bank okay uh, then there's this short video which i think they get into some other things banks collapse signature bank folds third third u.s bank failure in a week so it's the third one bank runs people waiting in line so i'm going to play this brief video here let's see here
6: this is dabu7 a heads up for folks out there that may have a lot of money sitting in one of these major banks As we're seeing multiple banks start to collapse, and really it begins here as this is now the third bank in the past week that has shuttered this whole thing. Today, seeing Signature Bank, one of the two big U.S. destinations for crypto companies, being closed by New York regulators. They're saying that everyone's going to get their money come Monday morning, but this is the third major bank that has fallen in the space of a week it's got people spooked and this joint announcement that depositors will be protected above $250,000 because that's what the FDIC guarantees this is to reassure customers that their money's going to be there and it won't be frozen now signature had 88 billion in deposits as of December 31st 2022 It is a major bank. It is one of the major banks widely used in cryptocurrency. Like Silvergate, which collapsed on March 8th. Signature had a network that let crypto companies transfer dollars in real times. But with both crypto banks gone, this is going to make things kind of tricky for people to get back into dollars in crypto. And I just don't think most over there even see it. They're getting buffaloed by some of these headlines, but... The proof is in the pudding here. Major banks have just collapsed, and I do not trust the government on their word of backing any in all of this at all. Because it seems to me like some kind of probe is definitely going to be launched into these, and this very wood, very well wood could be attached to them saying that they're going to try to dismantle all this. Because all in all, in the end, for them to push a CBDC, which strips all your freedom and privacy, they're gonna to have to do away with the rest of crypto as you know it. This has been what they've done in all the other countries and we've seen this step-by-step. Step.
0: Mm. So all- they get you used to the, the idea of crypto and and that type of stuff and then they I guess, maybe collapse it so that they can just give you their version that you've already been primed to receive.
6: So have word that gold and silver spiking. Some of the people that I follow over on Twitter, tweeting out that they've never seen so many people buying gold and silver, both on a Saturday, ever. Yeah, as long this, as-
0: this is was, I guess, you, well, this actually was released today, but yeah, this was yesterday, the Saturday. I'm recording this on a Sunday. So, yeah, now, gold and silver prices are still low, com- comparatively. I mean, silver's abysmally, pathetically not even beyond realistically low of what it actually should be. Um, but they've suppressed it for years and years and years and years. Okay. And, um, but just because you're seeing the buying, you may not see a spike in price. I mean, I don't know, maybe Monday you will.
6: They've been keeping track. I tweeted that information out. And also, if you're trying to go get fractional silver or gold this reminds me of right when the scam scamdemic started to pop off people were trying to get this and it sold out and unfortunately it sold out at ampex or atmex
0: now these are these little sheets you can buy which are like one gram i guess is this is silver and then one gram i think of gold maybe they're these little sheets and you can break them off they're like little wafers um they're really good with a little bit of um uh, cream cheese on them they just pop them in your mouth and they're just they're yummy with with a little I mean jelly i guess you could use jelly um relish i guess for some people i mean i don't know i don't, I don't think i like it with relish but um anyway sorry a little, a little humor there but yeah they're they're these little wafer bars you can buy i la- love the concept because what happens is is you could say well what about I get into this, I got a big bar of gold. How, how am I gonna feed my family? Well, that's a great question, and this is why I've always recommended my listeners get junk silver. The pre, the 1964 and back silver coinage that has no numismatic value, meaning no collector value, and um, get junk dimes and um, quarters, half dollars, full dollars. The, you've, you've even got war nickels, which have some silver in them, Um, you can look that up what that means and that would be a good way to um, you know protect yourself and if you got into a situation of bartering or where places are taking uh, gold and silver you would have a much smaller medium of exchange Um, this is the same concept these these bars here's the problem you're creating a paper trail you start to go buy these things on online gold and silver well you know they're tracking everything and if they outlaw gold and silver they'll know right where to come and this is why i've warned my listeners for years don't create paper trails and nobody goes by that you know mike adams steve Quayle, all these guys that they they use or, or recommend or so many of the alternative sites that recommend alex jones oh buy gold and silver here or whatever or through this group well you're creating a paper trail. You realize that. And the government can go to them and say, we want all your records. And we and we have a full record now of who bought what from you and when they bought it. And we know exactly where to go to confiscate it. I'm just saying, I've said for years, don't go that route. Find somebody you can trust in your area um, and do it that way. You know, it, flea markets are good too because you're you're dealing um, with somebody with very low overhead. As long as you can trust the person, and I mean, when it comes to like junk silver and that, it's very hard to counterfeit that. You know, it's just more of, you know, not you know getting ripped off. You're, you're if with junk silver, you're dealing with ninety percent silver content, and then the ten percent. So you would have to factor that into the amount of actual silver you're actually purchasing. Okay, you're not getting like 99.9% purity silver. So that would affect, it should affect the price some. So those are just all little things. I've done teachings on it, just getting precious metals in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I have talked about this subject at length a lot of times. I don't like going this route. I like this concept. Now, if you could get these these bars, these little, they got like 101 gram silver or gold little wafer bars if you could get that locally and not create a paper trail yeah go for it if, if that's the way the lord leads you i just i don't like buying anything online like this
6: i don't think it's wise but if you in the regular price is 157 that you see right here if you're lucky and you can find one of the places still carrying it that's around the price it should be but if you go over to jm boyan you can see right here for that same 100 gram sleeve wow valcombi bar almost a hundred dollars more
0: so we're already starting to get into I, I, like this silver run because it's inevitable when there's a bank run there's going to be a silver and gold run and most people most people that are going to be in a middle income bracket they're not going to go toward the goal because they're not going to be able to afford the gold so you're probably going to get more of a run on silver and supply and demand and then the price gouging that ensues if you have a, a ton of demand they're they're demanding prices that are out of the stratosphere. And that's why I said for years if if you could if you feel led in that direction, you know, do it now if you can. So you don't run up against this <laughs> this price gouging and this if these bank uh runs continue and if the bank more banks collapse you're only going to see more and more exorbitant prices and i don't know how they're going to keep the price of silver even artificially deflated i mean you might even get into a scenario where they just keep it deflated but yet you go to the actual place to buy it and you find you have to pay 10 times the price regardless of what whoever whatever satanist is saying it's worth 20 dollars, because that's what it boils down to I mean, I had had heard that before that the, um, the Rothschilds, which is the top family in the Illuminati, get together at the end of every day and decide what the price of gold and silver is going to be in London. So you've got the highest level Satanist on the planet conspiring to keep the price of gold and silver unbelievably deflated, especially silver every day. So anyway.
6: That's right. We've warned about this for a long time. I'm glad some of you out there listened. It seems that things are going to continue down this path. It seems a little strategic to me. I'm going to break this down further on the live streams. Make sure to join me Monday and Friday night. And
0: right, he just released, I, I went to check his videos, and he just released this. I got to say this because I have to also warn my listeners, too. I do this think he def- puts out really, really good content because it's brief, it's tonight, but he he's a rapper, too. He's like a white guy wannabe rapper and and middle-aged. And he's put out a new one, says, say a prayer. And it's so cringe. I I can't even, (laughs) I was watching it and I'm like, oh, wow. 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 This is one of the most cringe things. (laughs) Stu Peters did the same thing. They, They even look similar. And it's like, What is up with these white guys that want to do this rapping thing? And I don't know. I just don't get it. It's just really, it's cringe. That's all I can tell you. I don't really advise you to. It's nothing inappropriate that I saw in there, but uh, I I don't know. I guess I'm from a different time. Okay, so continuing on uh, the next uh, one is the Woke Silicon Valley Valley Bank was far more interested in running the LGBTQ programs than working to minimize exposure and risk for their depositors. And when one word began to circulate that SVB was run by Woke, they're using idiot depositors, I'm not calling them all idiots, I'm just saying that's what the report reads, demanded their money back, leading to a bank collapse. As Zero Hedge reports, the bank's head of risk management for europe africa and the middle east devoted a chunk of her time to lgbtq plus programs that was what they really thought they needed to emphasize evidently um so a lot of emphasis on things that are very near and dear to satan uh while risk warnings signs should have been obvious the left-leaning bank was apparently far more interested in appeasing gays lesbians and transgenders than in actually running a bank that wouldn't collapse the bank brags in its own documents that we have a chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer, an executive-led DEI steering committee, and employee resource groups with executive sponsors focused on these um, satanic objectives. I put the satanic part in. Anyway, go woke and go broke. In the long run, woke idiocy is incompatible with financial solvency. It turns out that woke devils aren't very good at operating in reality where the laws of economic cause and effect can be overwritten by gender identity nonsense from woke leftists you can pretend that a man is a woman for a while but you can't pretend that your deposits aren't being wiped out when every last client is demanding their money back thus svb meaning silicon valley bank has collapsed due to a combination of risky bond bets bad money management woke internal politics and a stunning lack of attention to management note that this is exactly where america is headed to since it's also being run by the same obvious woke devils who won't understand much of anything about economics finance debt energy infrastructure transportation logistics and that's what they want they, they want to run it into the ground uh, uk daily mail writes meanwhile J jay Espara, who acts as a cro for the bank of europe africa and middle east who described himself as a queer person of color from a working class background organized and to host a lgbtq initiatives including a month-long pride campaign meaning gay pride and implemented a safe space catch-up for staff um hopefully you know they had like little stuffed animals and stuff there that you could when you could go on your safe space you could have your little stuffies and and um coloring books and uh i don't know whatever um It adds that she is allies with gay rights charity Stonewall and has authored numerous articles to promote LGBTQ awareness. These include Lesbian Visibility Day and Trans Awareness Week. Uh, It's fascinating how the bank's executives were running trans awareness programs, but apparently not risk awareness programs for their depositors. In woke-infested California, which is where this SVP bank is based out of, trans is far more important than uh protecting the depositors perhaps all these bank executives and employees can now pretend to self-identify as people who still have jobs and paychecks as well to no one's surprise the very same kind of woke devils who destroyed the bank and lost hundreds of billions of dollars in customer deposits are now begging for taxpayer-funded bailouts because of course these woke devils can never take responsibility for the problems they cause it's always someone else's fault now they want America to bail them out so they can spend more money on lesbian awareness day and trans propaganda targeting children. This is what banks exist for, according to the woke left. To indoctrinate society into wokeism and pretending to engage in the business of banking. While pretending to engage in the business of banking. Pedophilia over profits, in other words. Grooming over grounded investments. Woke is a cult. It is dangerous cult that prioritizes this satanic ideology over everything else, including reason, rationality, and economic sense. Janet Yellen has already announced that there will be no bailout for Silicon Valley Bank. Again, we're we're kind of in the process of that, though. Um, That's what they said initially. We'll see where that ends up. Last night, John Perez, and this is Mike Adams, joined me to record an emergency interview regarding the risk of systemic banking collapse stemming from this SVB contagion. We are concerned that depositors will start pulling out their Money out of other banks leading to a bank run contagion that could bring down many other financial institutions. Yeah, because like I said, there's there's not very much cash in these banks, okay? A very, very small fraction. The two hundred and fifty thousand dollar insured thing aside, okay, every if everybody goes to try to get their bank, their their money out of the bank, they're gonna see how little cash is actually available. And that that in and of itself would cause the collapse, far before you would ever worry about the $250,000 individual depositor insurance thing, okay? Um, anyway, all the, enter, all the links to this interview, there's like four different ones, four different ways you can listen to it. I provide those in the PDF. Uh, then the next one, um, let's see here now most uh well silicon valley bank collapse a precursor for worse things to come as the contagion continue, continues to spread your money in the bank isn't really yours once deposited the bank owns it um and then some other top headlines uh, now most have already heard about the silicon valley banks collapse the second largest bank failure in u.s history on friday march 10th we started seeing reports of people lining up to get their money out of uh, svb and within hours we're seeing reports that the bank had been seized by the feds Quickly, businesses that used the startup bank, at least the ones that didn't get their money out in the days before the reports lost billions. Well, we'll see if they ultimately lose billions. They're saying that they're going to cover it beyond the 250000 Again, this could be beta testing. This could be them really truly trying to get a... Um, they're not ready to collapse the economy. This could truly be them trying to get ahead of this. And if they can just put another Band-Aid on these two or three other banks to keep the gravy train rolling for however longer they they may do that. And when you can print money out of thin air, it's totally doable. So I don't want to be too dogmatic on how this may end up here. Uh, there's a lot of, of um, really, really super alarmist stuff. There's a lot of Like, Steve Quayle's got an alert. And I'll just read it to you, just for your own edification. Um, Emergency zombie bank alert that no one is talking about. The FDIC is most assuredly already in the offices of the top 10 banks in the USA. Meaning, this may just be the tip of the iceberg. We may only be seeing what they want us to see until they're... Maybe they will pull the plug this week. I don't know. Black Monday following a Black Friday. Now, what that means is SVB went under Friday... And he, they're predicting a Black Monday, which is probably by the time you listen to this. If you're listening to it right when I released it, because I'm gonna try. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get it up tonight. I'm gonna try to get this up tonight because um, I had to. I started so late because I was adding so much in. But um, they're predicting Monday, meaning the day you're probably listening to this. If you were really listening to it soon after I released it, maybe like the day it really starts to unravel. Black Monday. Do not allow analysis paralysis to overtake you. Move fast. Everyone is expecting massive bank runs starting Monday morning. Move ahead of the events as you're able. I'm not telling you to panic and go crazy. Now you do as the Lord leads you. Because this could happen. The word unhinged, unglued, mind-boggling all come to mind in reference to banking and finance. Um, Update in the UK and Europe. The people are lined up outside the banks. The bank's. Now, this was released today. They're lined up outside the banks waiting to go in and get their hands on their money. Even though the banks aren't even open on Sunday. That's when I'm recording this. They're waiting for money. Meaning, they're people that are camping out at the banks, evidently, in UK and Europe. And on a Sunday, like people that wait at like Best Buy the night before to get that, you know, 900 inch tv or whatever flat screen or whatever you know or the ones that went outside to get their Ozzy Osbourne tickets you know to to the big concert you know for geriatric Ozzy Osbourne I don't even know if Ozzy Osbourne's even still alive but anyway um yeah it kind of reminds me of that though now top headlines are reading Peter Thiel got all his cash out before the collapse He evidently had a lot of money in SVB. Peter Thiel's founder's fund withdrew millions from the Silicon Valley Bank. As of Thursday morning, as the bank descended into chaos, according to a person familiar with the matter. Who is Peter Thiel? He is the German-American billionaire entrepreneur, venture capitalist, a co-founder of PayPal, Palantir X Technologies, and Founders Fund, which is what I guess he had his money in was this Founders Fund. He was out he was the first outside investor in Facebook. Um, as of May 2022, Theo had an estimated net worth of 7.19 billion and was ranked 297th on Bloomberg's billionaire index. I don't know, Peter. I mean, 297. Man, you're not even you're not even in the top 200, man. You you gotta up your game a little bit. I mean, 7.19 billion. I mean, that's kind of it's kind of low, you know. A little, a little embarrassing, teasing. Anyway, um, so then another, uh, let's see, another headline reads, employees receive bonuses hours before the government takeover. They knew this was coming. Um, fallout spreads around the world. Then British tech sector at serious risk. Then contagion. Desperate customers line up outside First Republic to take money out. Uh, Then as to people lining up to get their money, which could easily turn into bank runs this coming week, we're seeing... Reports that people are also lining up in Southern California at First Republic Bank. Here's a, here's a picture they took outside First Republic Bank uh, in Southern California to get their monies out. Yeah, they're, it's a long line. Um, lines to withdraw funds in Southern California after SVB collapse. Due to the fact that SVB collapse happened on Friday when the bank was seized by Feds, the news is still trickling into Americans' homes. And while no one wants to encourage bank runs, we would re- be remiss in not suggesting people get at least some money out to have cash on hand in the event of a contagion. Um, contagion continues to spread, which could cause an economic collapse. Now, again, whether that happens this week, next week, or whenever, this study will apply to what is coming at some point. Okay, so that's why I'm I'm doing it. Um, because i don't like i'm not a date setter i don't like to, oh it's all going down tomorrow you know i mean i don't like doing that experts are predicting this is not a one-off and the ripple effects have caused other banks to see stocks down in some cases by 50 percent via daily mail it says quote it isn't a one-off financial markets braced for more pain from silicon valley bank death spiral with first republic pack west and Signature Bank stock down by 50%, and the tech giants unable to ac- access frozen billions. Um, as the contagion spreads into next week, we'll have a better grasp on how fast the dominoes will fall. Well, but will it spread? Will they come in and, in this limited case, bail out these banks, insure the depositors, and make every smooth everything out they could do that maybe i mean i don't i don't know if it's so out of control maybe they can't but theoretically that's possible and if that does happen the contagion will not spread so i don't know i i don't know um let's see here um uh okay as the contagion spreads next week we'll have a better grasp on how fast the dominoes will fall but we can say with high level confidence that mass layoffs are coming from the tech companies that have millions or billions of dollars tied up in stock and no access to their funds so this goes on to say stocks will continue to fall and trust in the banking system will continue to plunge in the short term and perhaps for good And perhaps for good. Depending on how this plays out, bottom line is your money in the bank really isn't yours. Now, he's going to elaborate on on that in a second. While most of us have money in the bank for bills, there's no reason to keep it all, all your money in the bank. Especially since you are not a depositor, but rather listed as an investor. As with any investment, if the bank fails, in, in other words, this is how the bank views you. It's not a depositor, but an investor. Um, the investment is pretty much one way. I mean, as far as what they can potentially do, um, as with any investment, if the bank fails, say goodbye to your money. Interestingly, before the SVB collapse, in other words, if if all the banks start collapsing, the limited thing they're doing right now with Janet Yellen and the bailout, if they do that, let's say they they do these three banks and they bail them out, or let's say there's who knows, maybe there'll be 10. If the government goes and bails them out, that's all well and good, but if you have a cascading banking collapse, there is no way they are going to do that. And these people are potentially going to be out, I don't know, I don't know how much they will lose. Um, And there's there's a lot of different scenarios and ways that that could play out. And that could bring us into the whole CBDC, digital currency thing as a carrot, as the only carrot, as the only incentive to get your money out. I heard that scenario presented as well, and I think that may be how this ends up playing out. Um, Interestingly, before the SVB collapse, Modern Survival Blog explained that once you deposit your money in the bank, you no longer own your money. The bank does. The entire piece is a well worth reading. There's a link to it here in the PDF, but the key point is is, is as follows. During the banking failure, creditors will have the first priority for any funds which may be available for payout. Since bank depositors' money is now considered to be unsecured debt, the deposits will essentially be converted to bank equity, which means that the depositors will become the last to be paid out, the depositors meaning, you know, the rank and file people that deposit money in the banks. And there might not be any money left to be paid out in the end <clears throat> yeah if the svb failure teaches us anything it's to keep as little money in the bank as possible i've been saying that for years withdraw what you can while leaving it in enough for bills or withdraw almost everything and just trade cash for certified checks and mail uh in your bill payments or you could do money orders stuff like that um if you have direct deposit with uh, withdraw all but what you are going to use to pay bills with it but do not keep all your money in the bank because once it is once it is once it once in there it technically doesn't belong to you anymore right now we cannot definitively say what will happen tomorrow or next week or what the complete fallout will be from you know these bank failures because there's been like three essentially <clears throat> if the contagion continues to spread expect a banking bank holiday where the bank closes and you cannot make any transactions other than than ATM machines other until they run out which is what happened in Greece in 2015 so make sure you have cash on hand as we wait for the next domino to fall okay next report here uh, another short video now I know Tucker Carlson is controlled opposition just like so many other people in the right you know but I'm just going to play about 4 minutes and 40 seconds of this because it's just another aspect and angle on this whole situation.
1: Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight, we are starting to get a better, a more precise sense of what it means when Joe Biden brags about the strongest and most equitable economic recovery in modern history. What it means is it could be time to buy gold and stockpile food. Oh, there's a deal on Russian steel case. I think I'll pick up a pallet. Just kidding, sort of. Yesterday, some of the biggest banks in this country, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, collectively lost more than $50 billion in market value in one day. Wow. That's quite a hit. On the other hand, those banks...
0: I believe that's a result of the silver, I don't know, the, the one was named Silver, Silicon Valley Bank, and then there was another one named Silver, something that happened even before that. Um, so... I'll in other words, a lot of these other banks are taking big financial hits because people are starting to panic and stocks are starting to plunge.
1: ...still exist, and you can't say that, for Silicon Valley Bank. As of this morning, Silicon Valley Bank, or SVB, has gone under completely. That makes the second biggest bank failure in the history of this country. And the significant, SVB financed nearly half of all venture-backed healthcare and technology companies in the United States... It also apparently held significant cash reserves for some of the biggest cryptocurrencies and it's now gone federal regulators have renamed it and taken it over and that means an awful lot of people lost an awful lot of money and no most of that money was not insured no matter what they tell you the fdic only guarantees bank deposits up to two hundred and fifty thousand. and according to some reports more than 90 percent of all deposits at svb exceeded that and it's unclear whether those people will ever see their money again. In fact, when customers showed up at SVB's branch in Manhattan today to get their deposits back, managers called the police. So what we have here is a 1929-style bank run, and that's not a good sign for anyone. The question is whether the people who run SVB saw it coming. The CEO, a man called Greg Becker, apparently sold more than $2 million in bank stock
0: over the last two
1: weeks. <laughs> According to the so in seg- other
0: words, they knew this was coming. and the people in the know, like that Peter Thiel and the other ones, the the hierarchy in the bank, they were getting their money out well ahead of this collapse. so they would you know because they they were in the know
1: unusual whales, several other high-level employees of SVP, <clears throat> including Chief Marketing Officer Michelle Draper, Chief Operations Officer Phil Cox, General Counsel Michael Zuckert all sold significant amounts of stock in SVB this year did those employees know their bank was in trouble we don't know and once again where were the regulators We're supposed to prevent this once again we don't know and the business press supposed to be telling ordinary people what's happening with business apparently nobody noticed anything in fact as with the FTX crypto scam you may recall Self-described financial experts in the media were busy promoting Silicon Valley Bank as a great investment that would last forever. (laughs) The formerly great but now quite embarrassing Forbes magazine, in fact, named SVB to its list of America's best banks, not once, but five years in a row. And of course, inevitably you saw this coming. Here is professional BS artist slash dumb person, Jim Cramer of CNBC telling his viewers to buy Silicon Valley Bank, even as it it was in the process of going under. This is last month.
6: Wow. SVB Financial, don't you want? This company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had been stakingly concerned about. SVB and the old Silicon Valley Bank recently bought one of our favorite research firms, Boffett Nathanson, and, and it's become less dependent upon private equity and venture capitalist offerings. Wait a second, those tried up last year, they could come back. Long-term private equity and venture capital aren't going away. Being the banker to these invest- immense pools of capital has always been a very good business. This That's-
0: guy can barely talk and he's this big supposed financial guru telling you where to put your money and basically steering you where the Illuminati wants you to put your money because they're going to pull the plug on whatever he's most likely telling you.
6: These nearly 40% rally this year is barely a drop in the bucket.
1: The SVP is great. If that guy ever endorses anything you're doing, move to the Canary <laughs> Islands. Change your name because disaster's coming. But just like FTX, all the geniuses told you to buy SVB even when it was on the brink of Total collapse. What explains that? Surely something does. We don't really know at this point. Hopefully we will someday. What we can say tonight is that SVB, like the scammers at FTX, had quite the public relations department. We're not some greedy finance outfit that exists solely to generate cash for overpaid sleazeballs. You run it. No, that's not us. We may be a bank, we've got the soul of an NGO. We care, we're saving the world. And to prove it, there's a whole page on SVB's website about their plans to, quote, monitor and reduce our own carbon emissions. Yes, because you want a bank that cares about carbon emissions. Yeah,
0: and then all the LGBTQ wokeism, transgenderism, lesbian stuff they were constantly obsessed with, that's what they were focused on. This kind of garbage.
6: There's
1: endless posturing, because it's all free, about diversity, equity, and inclusion.
0: Yeah, well, that that was the other thing there. Okay, so that goes on to like the 15-minute mark, but I wanted you to, uh, just another little viewpoint. Um, Yeah, let's see here. Um, Now, this was from over a month ago. This report came out in a conversation with CNN, and there's a link here to that CNN report. Bank of America CEO Brian Monahan, M- Moynihan says the company is preparing for a possible U.S. sovereign debt default. The financial institution is the second largest bank in the country and is reportedly preparing for the worst regarding congressional conflict over the nation's debt ceiling. <clears throat> Moynihan spoke about the congressional debate and specifically how this impacts corporate America, subsequently, Defaulting on the country's debt remains a very real possibility that entities like Bank of America cannot disregard. In the first few months of the new year, the national debt has reached unprecedented levels. Thus, that development has led to debates on both sides of the political aisle on whether or not the national debt ceiling should be increased before the summer months. Uh, goes on to say, Moynihan said to CNN, "We have we have to be prepared for that not only in this country." but in other countries around the world. You hope it doesn't happen, but hope is not a strategy, so you prepare for it. U.S. Secretary, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has expressed a warning over the nation's debt crisis, noting that the possible default as soon as June, if the ceiling is not raised. The U.S. government has so overspent for so many years, it does not have enough cash on hand to pay its debts and fund ongoing operations. But again, they can print money out of thin air, or, or digitize money, I should say. Well, they can print and digitize money out of thin air. So, if the debt ceiling is not raised by Congress, then the government would would only have to uh, the cash on hand, which comes in each month from things like payroll taxes. But that may not be enough to keep some parts of the government operating. But it would not be enough to pay off debt or even interest on the debt. <clears throat> so, some comments on this article read: One guy said, "From debt slaves to an ankle ball and chain system, the dollar is attached to air." Yes. And the, lim- and, limit- and the limit is limitless. The planners have been planning to crash the system when they want it. And it will not be a moment sooner. That's what I keep saying. And again, that's why I'm not sure if they're beta testing this or what they're doing. The whole fractional reserve system is nothing more than a fraud. They have been getting other nations to come off the dollar standard so they can bring it down for their slave-style digital blockchain system for the whole world to enjoy. So be ready, folks. They want us all to believe more of their manufactured lies as to why it is happening. Another guy said, prepare, folks, uh, because if you don't, it will be you on the sales block. I think this will start the shooting war within this country. Then another guy said, Weimar Republic Germany here soon, but digital currency by WEF World Economic Forum is coming. Then another one says, digital is a new name for zero backing. Well, yeah, but that's what we have already, which is a different way of doing it. A lot more big brother way of doing it. Another person said goodbye to Social Security, too. Uh, I have a gut feeling Social Security will be gone or two or vastly decreased. Yeah, I would almost guarantee it. Uh, The the gravy train is over, folks. Grim reality is hitting us all very soon. Prepare while you can. Uh, Then this is from a longtime listener and she says so biden wants to mess with the 401k system it and this was this is from uh, over a month ago as well this has nothing to do with this s the, the bank failures right now but she says so biden wants to mess with the 401k system and it is not going to hurt the rich it is designed to attack people like me and the low middle class so this does not really apply to me. My life has been hard and what I have in savings is emergency savings. And yes, I agree with you that if the Lord lets this go on, the banks are going to fail. With that being said, everyone, I do mean everyone I know, shes she works at a hospital who is a med tech or anything else, um, but not elite, is funding their retirement with the 401ks. Okay. Okay. Um, so everyone else but the elite, she says, of the people she knows in the hospital are funding their retirement with the 401ks. I am talking about these middle class people who are not really middle class. Many have saved and scrimped all their lives to put money away for retirement. The 401k system you have at work is the only vehicle through your employer to do this for most of us. Pensions are a thing of the past except for the million-dollar salary crowd. None of us even have the option of having insurance through a former employee if we retire from them, which is pure evil. Look at how expensive real insurance is for that crowd. My rich relatives do not save for retirement this way, meaning I guess they don't use 401ks. This is not going to touch them. By the way, my rich relatives still live happily in California with the whole place burning down and going to hell in a handbasket around them. They are not being affected by this in their elite communities with their million-dollar salaries and their million-dollar homes. No, sir. And the one whose house was burned down had such good insurance that the house was rebuilt like it was before. Um, Nothing to be burnt out. Nothing to burn out. Before it was burned out. So it was good as new. Back to the plights of real people. No, this is attacking the low middle class. This is attacking people like me. I am sorry, but this makes my blood boil when I think how hard these people have worked and the conditions they have worked under and they were told this is the only way to save. I am angry for them. Uh, I have watched them cringe when they watched the stock market swing all over the place because they were told this was the only way. Okay, so because she spoke on that and this also just broke today, the pension crisis will wipe out all of your retirement savings this year the stock market meltdown is set to make conditions even more precarious and about 4.1 trillion dollars in retirement funds are on the line i'm only going to play like the first minute 30 of this if you want to hear the rest i provide the link there um but um i wanted you to be aware of this because we were just talking about this kind
4: of u.s pension funds are about to implode and wipe out the retirement savings of millions of state and local government employees. A flood of new reports reveals that the nation's pension system is severely underfunded. So
0: this is what Patricia was just talking about in the letter, but, you know, the... the, Yeah, the 401s, I'm sure. Anything that's... in digital or in paper, okay... Meaning you might get a statement about your 401k, okay? It's not like gold or silver that you can lay your hands on. I mean, unless you cash it out. Now, I understand there's huge penalties. I get that. But I've warned for years that anything that you don't have in your possession uh, regarding something that's digital, like either a pension or a 401k or stocks, uh, there's Social Security, they just mentioned that, anything like that, is subject to be taken away from you. It's subject to going bye-bye. And I have been, again, warning about this for many, many years. This is just confirmation of all of that,
4: really. Many private equity firms have lied to their customers about their true ability to pay retirees in 2023. The stock market meltdown is set to make conditions even more precarious and about $4.1 trillion in retirement funds are on the line. Mm. And the worst part is that the catastrophic collapse of U.S. pensions means that all taxpayers are going to be financially squeezed by even higher taxes in order to make up for such massive asset losses. That's what we're going to expose in today's video. But before moving on, we kindly ask you to support our work with a thumbs up and don't forget to subscribe. As it turns out, U.S. pension funds, usually known as the gold standard for retirement security, aren't that safe at all. New reports show that our public pension system is facing serious challenges that are threatening the retirement plans of millions of American workers. To fully comprehend this ticking time bomb that's set to implode the country's pension system, first, we must address private equities business model. Private equity firms typically use pension money to purchase restructure companies with the intent to sell them off later on for a profit. However, between the processes of buying and selling, these firms do not provide transparent metrics for valuing the purchased asset. This means private equity businesses can literally manufacture a number to report to their clients, the pension investors. New pieces of evidence reported by CNN, Reuters, and The Guardian show that these firms frequently inflate valuations when seeking new investments. On top of keeping real valuations secret, fee terms in contracts between private equity businesses and public pensions are not disclosed to their clients or local governments. And the problem is that these firms have been doing so for quite a long time. And now, as conditions become increasingly volatile in financial markets, their sketchy strategy is backfiring. In December, private equity businesses reported to pension officials that their assets were worth much more than they actually are today. And data just released by Reuters proves that all of these firms were skimming billions of dollars of fees off retirees' money. The recent stock market losses have resulted in write-downs of private equity businesses, prompting many of them to start selling off their assets to be able to pay promised retiree benefits and, consequently, leaving pension funds with far less money available than the firms led their clients to believe. With that said, there are only three ways this crisis can unroll, and none of them are any good. The government can either cut retirement benefits, Slash other social programs to fund the benefits, or raise taxes to recoup the losses. If a-
0: okay, so I'm I played a lot more than I was gonna, but that'll give you. A, uh, if you want to know more, it goes on to about the 15 minute mark. That was about three and a half minutes of the video. So, um, <laughs> it's it's just looking like I said bad for anything that is paper, you know. Potentially to implode. Potentially. Now, I'm not saying there's there's not exceptions. Okay, uh, but it's not looking good. Now, I am going to go ahead and stop here, and um, because I've got a uh, what I've got to cover, I think I should be able to. Oh boy. Okay. Hold on. Maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't stop there. Okay. Let's not stop here. Let's keep going. I thought I thought I had. Um, just a little bit left and actually have quite a bit more okay so this is actually three videos back to back to back they're just short ones and um it's regarding the banking collapse and the next phase in the new world order okay and again i'm not saying that this is definitely the banking collapse i'm just saying if it is and it's it's eventuality is kind of inevitable um so let's go ahead and listen to these videos here
5: This week, Tucker Carlson exposed the masses to the January 6th hoax. In the Proud Boys trial, leaked chat logs from FBI Special Agent Nicole Miller revealed that she was ordered by her boss to destroy 338 items of evidence. Once this news broke days ago, the trial was halted. The investigation into Twitter has revealed that moderators were instructed to censor true posts which could fuel hesitancy. Former CDC head Robert Redfield has just testified that the NIH was conducting gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab in China. Politically, the tide is turning and people all over the world are now rejecting the new world order. The central But bin- what are they going to embrace
0: next? Is it going to be like Mike Adams and Alex Jones and General Michael Flynn and the whole uh, what is that movement? The uh, the movement is the Great Awakening versus the Great Reset, where they all go on these Michael and Dell and in those those corrupt. Uh, medical doctors, the the ones that I exposed recently, that, that are were against the COVID lockdowns and all that stuff that gave us the wonderful ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which I've just exposed in a recent teaching. You do not want to do them. I mean, they're they're drugs and they're they're not good. They they are not good. And key in ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine in the keyword search box. I and and again, I'm looking at a video, and it's and it's uh, a cover for this, and it's the the um, Reawaken America tour, you know that thing, and the Great Awake, the Great Reawakening versus the Great Reset, the bad guys versus the good guys, the Coke versus Pepsi, right versus left, okay, that's what they're talking about here, and <clears throat> what I am almost totally convinced of as this big Great Awakening is going to be what gets us into the New World Order. Uh, and it may come on the heels of this banking collapse and a ton of other calamities, because they're going to bring you their New World Order out of the Old World Order, out of the chaos of destroying the Old World Order. Like the phoenix rising out of its own ashes, which is one of their symbols. Uh, this, yes, there there is a great um, awakening. And I I'm not saying that's not... I'm not saying that that's bad, regarding people waking up and people seeing the evil that is set before. But see, the the alternative has already been pre-placed in front of them. There's only one other side. It's the good guys. It's the great reawakening. It's the reawaken America. Reawaken the planet. And ultimately, when you've got guys like General Michael Flynn praying to Michael the Archangel. And the seven rays of of the Luciferian seven rays invoking them in prayers at Pentecostal churches that I have exposed. And all the new age garbage that Alex Jones and Mike Adams push on their people. While at the same time calling themselves Christians and saying they're, you know, Christians following Jesus when they're clearly not. When they have all kind of new agers, they bring on their shows like David Icke and um well but, you know um mike uh mike adams uh brings in uh, david wilcock who is one of the biggest most flagrant uh devil new agers that you've ever seen says he's the reincarnation of edgar cayce i've done studies on all of this they're mingling this facade of oh i'm a real christian look at how i'm trying to expose the darkness how could i be bad and they're commingling it with all these new agers this great reawakening tour with all these supposed good mds that are against the COVID thing and mike lindell and in flynn and all of them speaking they're all yoked up with these high level new agers it is part of their dogma I've exposed that over and over. I'm telling you right now, that is how they're probably going to bring in the New World Order. Because at this point, everybody knows the Great Reset. Anybody with two functioning brain cells, if they're following this at all, knows that the guys on the left, like Klaus Schwab and and, um, George Soros and these types, Biden and all the... the, the, they're, They're overtly evil. What they're overtly doing is wicked. It's almost like they're going overboard to show how wicked they are. So it'll be so apparent that I'm a bad guy and these are good guys. Trump will probably be in on the great reawakening. DeSantis will probably be in on that. Did, did you hear that? I just saw this the other day. DeSantis got a, um, this was little known, but he actually got the um, endorsement from uh, George Soros Okay, as as the coming next, um, 2024 Republican candidate, and he absolutely threw Trump under the bus, and elevated DeSantis. DeSantis went to Yale. He was a Scroll and Keyer. I mean, you know how they have the Skull and Bones are right at Yale. Well, the Scroll and Key is not quite. It's like the one right under that that fraternity. He was also in this other really wicked thing too. I've got a nice file on DeSantis now at this point too. And I um, saw him the other day and he was saying like early in his career how George Bush was one of his basically icons he looks up to and, and these types of things. Yeah, actually, I'm going to be covering this, but it's this entitled Still Not a Believer. Ron DeSantis Wins the Coveted George Soros esta- Endorsement. Um, this was right out of from Washington, D.C. This was from um, WashingtonExaminer.com. Uh, In a wide-ranging speech, George Soros ripped Trump presidency and and complimented elements of the DeSantis style, saying, quote, DeSantis is shrewd, ruthless, and ambitious, said Soros, adding he is likely to be the Republican candidate. Trump, on the other hand, has turned into a pitiful figure, continually bemoaning the loss. In 2020, big, big Republican donors are abandoning him in droves. Now, this is coming from one of the most wicked men walking the planet. One of the most obvious, overt bad guys. Did you hear DeSantis so proudly, you know, announce it? No, because he doesn't want to be associate, but he is. I think he's he's their golden boy. He's the next one in line. He may be our next president. DeSantis. Uh Soros, um anyway, you, we we know about Soros. I, I guess what I'll do, since I've 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 already mentioned this, I'm gonna go ahead and put this in the study here. So so just bear in mind that. When you listen to Alex Jones and Mike Adams, they can have broadcasts where I don't disagree with one thing that they're saying. But I know because of who they've been promoting and their associations and what has come out of their blasphemous mouths about Jesus Christ. I've got gigantic files both on Mike Adams and on Alex Jones uh, documenting all all of what I'm saying here. Their own little new age version of what they believe the bible says and what the gospel is okay and it's not what the bible says at all now there are times that they can sound like a dyed-in-the-wool christian but god is not the author of confusion why would they be why would they be preaching different messages out of both sides of their mouth and having people on there that are clearly antichrist this whole movement this great reawakening is much the same and they're yoked up with a lot of very wicked, evil people. I believe that's how we're going to get into the new world order, and it's going to be under the guise of good versus evil. Let's plug. Let's go further.
5: Bank of Nigeria launched their CBDC a little over a year ago, but the people rejected it. So early this year, the Nigerian banks emptied the ATM machines and closed their doors. This resulted in angry protests. The people attacked ATMs. And blocked roads in multiple cities.
0: So they were they were beta testing the CBDCs there in Nigeria, and it didn't it didn't work. And I'm 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 just hoping that that's the case here in
5: everywhere in the earth where they try to implement this. The Bank of Lebanon has crashed. The Lebanese pound has fallen to an all time low of eighty thousand against the U S dollar. The people have taken to the streets. Banks have been set on fire. The rise in Fed rates has officially killed America's biggest lender, Silicon Valley Bank. The FDIC shutters Silicon Valley Bank. $152 billion of uninsured deposits are destroyed. The rise in Fed rates also killed. Again,
0: but they may come in and bail them out. I don't know if they want to extend this. It, de- it depends what their, their game plan is, what the Illuminati's game plan is.
5: Gate Capital, several regional bank stocks have plummeted as a result of the Silicon Valley Bank and the Federal Reserve's rate hikes. The housing market is collapsing as well. The majority of commercial real estate loans are lent by small banks. Massive short bets are now happening in the commercial real estate market. The Federal Reserve Bank is taking down the housing market along with all regional banks, leaving only its vassals who will be distributing CBDCs as a solution. The financial experts are now recommending that people have food, gold and silver, and cash in their possession. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. After publishing my video report on bank bail-ins, a contractor for the European Central Bank, who asked that his name be withheld for security reasons, contacted me with the following information. Shortly after the FDIC meeting that went viral, my source was assigned an urgent project related to bail-in capability for the European Central Bank, or ECB. Bail-ins is when the bank steals money directly from people's accounts, just like we saw in Cyprus in 2013. The project goal is to build a data infrastructure for the financial market infrastructures, which are the networks that allow financial transactions to take place, to report to the ECB about the capability of banks and capital markets to absorb losses, and to execute bail-ins as quickly and efficiently as possible. This urgent project makes it clear that the ECB is expecting a system collapse, and that they know it is uncontrollable and unforeseeable. The current security requirements do not legally compel the banks to provide information to the ECB. If a bank is insolvent, they have no incentive to tell the ECB. And so the ECB is not targeting banks directly, but rather financial intermediaries like SWIFT and large settlement houses. The purpose of this contractor's job is to provide a way for the ECB to pinpoint which banks are insolvent and where the collapse will stem from. This is being done by creating large data lakes, which an engineer can analyze and find meaning at a graphical level. How much bail-ins each bank has to execute and how much of a loss they can take. This is evidence that the ECB is definitely planning on bail-ins as a means of surviving an imminent collapse. And when this occurs, we can expect multiple banks to close and stock markets around the world to shut down as the banks steal as much money from the people as they deem necessary. Most of this work is being done in private, but there are pieces of information available to the public on the EU's SRB website, including Operational Guidance on Bail-In Implementation and the Operational Guidance on Bail-In Playbooks. The ECB contractor has also pointed out that the latest directives for the European Union's digital service providers states that governments shall appoint trusted bodies for Internet domain registry, meaning that the government will have the sole authority on who is able to have a website and that these new security directives allow a gaping hole for a major cyber attack.
0: Which So of- when, when they do that with the websites, you know, bye bye to this one. Um, and when you get to this point, you're you're, you're just looking at Stasi-type martial law. You know, I don't know, you know, when that's coming, but this
5: is what their ultimate goal is. Official commentators are ignoring. Reporting for Infowars. This is Greg Reese. Canadian veteran and political activist Jeremy McKenzie, known as the Raging Dissident, was just notified that he can no longer do banking in Canada.
6: As part of ending the relationship, so as of today, um, you're not to visit any of the bank branches or bank premises in person without first getting uh, written consent in advance from the bank, from management. So. so, this
0: is Nova Scotia, which is probably the worst, most big brother part of Canada from what I've seen. They're on a whole other level, and um, he. This guy's been officially debanked, banned um, from the bank.
5: But it doesn't matter if you are a political activist or an obedient sheep, because the banks are planning on taking all of your money to pay off their debts.
4: I mean, it's a little bit
1: conflicted, right? I mean, it's important that people understand they can be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. But they have. I mean, they're going to be. You no, know, this
0: is a guy at some some big wig at some roundtable thing. Banker, he's basically saying, oh, he's FDIC, who, who's basically saying they're going to be bailed in. It's bailed in is not bailed out. Bailed in means they take your money, and he's stating, matter of fact, they're going to be bailed in. I mean, it's just a matter of time; they we're going to take their money eventually.
5: The FDIC currently has less than two hundred billion dollars in assets. To insure over $9 trillion. <laughs> That's just 1.3%.
0: 1.3% of assets to ensure what's actually. So I said, this $250,000 thing, you know, that might be applicable to the first few banks they bail out. But once once a cascade starts, they're not going to do any of that. They don't have it to do it with. Now, granted, you could say, well, they could print more money. Yeah, but I don't believe that's. I think that's all part of the plan to create their order out of chaos.
5: They know that a system collapse is coming and they are already planning for bail-ins. As trust begins to fail, the people will begin to withdraw their funds, which will only guarantee a banking collapse. This is known as a bank run. In 2012, the International Monetary Fund, known for their reputation of coercion, violence, and extortion, published staff discussion notes entitled From Bailout to bail-in, mandatory debt restructuring of systemic financial institutions. After the 2008 crisis, the world learned what a bailout is. Trillions of taxpayer dollars printed out of thin air to pay off the banker's bad habits. It was hugely unpopular, but pales in comparison to a bail-in. So what exactly is a bail-in? It is officially obfuscated with elaborate equations but to put it simply, it is when the bank steals your money directly from your account. They called it haircuts when they did it in Cyprus back in 2013, which the courts later ruled was legit. And a recent video on TikTok shows that the new bail-ins may have already begun.
3: So I'm a Bank of America and everybody's missing money. I'm also missing money over $1,300, and they're telling me to call customer service. Yeah. And, they and, they, and they keep hanging up on people. This another person here also missing money. So we're trying to see what's going on. Bank
0: of America. He's in a real bank, real Bank of America, and there are real people standing around that money is being stolen from their accounts, and that's why they're there.
3: Money's missing today, and we got money. And they're already telling us to call customer service, and customer service ain't doing nothing about it. So, just a heads up. Is anybody now? Just-
0: again, this could be should be a small beta test to to gauge public reaction. Obviously, I don't think this is taking place all across America. It could be just a very regional little beta test to see gauge this. But uh, again, they're they're testing the waters, if nothing else
3: this, please let us know because this is not right. I'm missing $1,400 from my account, and they're telling me that there's no way they can help us. This guy's missing money too. This other person lives missing money too. And you're missing money too? There you go. So this is not something that's just one person. This is everybody's happening to them, and this is crazy. Yeah, there's a
0: whole bunch of people there.
3: Very crazy. Yes, Bank of America decided to take people's money without their consent, and we're asking what's going on, and they're giving us a runaround. Everybody for the same thing, man. Same thing.
0: Okay, so that was a TikTok video. Uh, so yeah, um, that I think that gives you another little aspect to um what we're looking at here. Okay, and I also posted the little the little blip from Washington Exam Washington Examiner that was from February sixteenth. Of, you know, not even a month ago. That DeSantis got the coveted George Soros establishment endorsement. So, I mean, that is, if you had any doubts about, um, or still had hope in Ron DeSantis. Again, I got a whole file on him, but um, he's just another one of the puppets out there. They don't get to that level unless they are. Um, So, oh, and for the the people that have asked, I'm going to go ahead and play our... I used to play it after every single audio. Um, I might do that for a little while now. Um, just for people that have asked about, okay, if, if I wanted to give to the ministry to kind of keep us in the game, um, the the options there, there's a donate button on the right side of the website. And then there's, um, you'll hear my daughter in our, our mailing address. Um, so for those that are, that have been interested, I mean, Praise God. God bless you all for the prayers and the giving over the years that has kept us in in the game and through the Lord Jesus Christ. And God bless you, and we will see you in part two.
2: Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free. 24 7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com that's c-o-n-t-e-n-d-i-n-g-f-o-r-t-r-u-t-h.com in addition we also offer a free christian current event and health email newsletter you can sign up at contendingfortruth.com these email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359, Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at ContendingForTruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.